Welcome to the Health Coaches Classroom. I am your host, Emma Gould, owner and founder of the Mind Body Coaching Academy, where I certify and educate aspiring and current health professionals in the mind body approach to health. I teach them how to confidently dig deep with their clients, incorporate mindset work into their practice, and build the business of their dreams. This classroom will bring you weekly knowledge, empowerment, and the value-packed training that you need to own your passion, start coaching with confidence, and pursue your calling to transform lives. As your host, I am here to guide your journey to becoming the best and most confident health coach you can possibly be, and I can't wait to get the journey started. So let's go ahead and dive into the episode. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Health Coaches Classroom. I wanted to start off today's episode by just wishing you all so well yet again. I know it has been a rough week for all of us, and I want to just take that second to share my love and light and positive energy your way. If you are having a rough week or a rough day, please know that you are not alone. Um, If you're feeling doubts in yourself and your success, if you're feeling frustrated about your business or where you're at, I just want you to know that we are seriously all in this boat together right now, but we are all going to come out so much stronger on the other side. So I really wanted to focus today's episode on just bringing you guys some education and value. I think sometimes in times when we things are uncertain and we don't really know exactly what we should be doing, we can always turn towards education. We can always turn towards reading a good book, trying to learn a new skill or a new thing. I know that this past week I have been picking up embroidery again. I haven't played around with my embroidery skills in a long time, but I've decided to pick those up and have some fun. I decided to go get some painting supplies, try out some painting, just trying new things, learning new skills. But of course, we are here on the Health Coaches Classroom and my goal with this show is to always bring you some sort of education that's going to help you grow and move forward as the health and wellness professional that you are. So today I wanted to talk with you guys about how to feel prepared in handling emotional eating. And often what I hear from coaches is that they of course know that emotional eating is a thing. They know people struggle with it. They know that their clients struggle it. And they even might have some ideas on how to help their clients work through it. But where they get stuck is these steps. And what I hear often with a lot of different things that I teach on is really Really, that's where they get stuck is what are the steps that I should be taking and I'm gonna be fully honest with you guys the steps that I do teach you guys they're fluid right the one two three four five boom you're gonna be done of course these issues especially when you're dealing with mindset are so deeply personal to each and every one of us that working through them is also gonna need a unique and individual approach however what that does mean is that I still can give you guys some sort of overview of the process that is going to help you walk your client from one step to the next. The exact questions that are going to get asked, the exact results that you're going to get with your clients um, as far as the answers that they give, of course, are going to be different. But I can guarantee that if you follow through all these steps, you are going to get somewhere with your client. You're going to start to break down that struggle. These processes do work. And I know that often for you as the coach, it really is just a matter of you don't know how to do it. So that's exactly what I wanted to share with you guys today. So once again, we are going to be diving into really talking about how you can be feeling prepared to handle emotional eating. And the reason that I wanted emotional eating to be our focus was because right now the entire world everybody is under a lot of stress a lot of anxiety and what this can often lead to is emotional eating so without further ado let's go ahead and dive right in so 
to go ahead and get started. What is emotional eating? Emotional eating is any time that we are eating out of emotion. And most likely what we are doing is we're eating in order to try and subdue that emotion. Now there is a form of emotional eating where we are doing it to try to invoke a certain emotion. That's something we'll talk about later on in the episode, but I really want to focus on for our conversation today, this eating that happens in order to try and suppress emotion. So what we often see this happen as is when somebody is upset or stressed that we eat because guess what eating does? It makes us feel happy. It releases endorphins. It makes us feel better. And so we choose to eat to try to numb out some of those pains that we might be feeling, whether that's stress, anxiety, upset, fear, whatever it might be. So to kind of just start this conversation, I really want you guys to keep that in your mind, that when people are emotional eating, it is to either subdue or invoke an emotion. Like I said, we're going to talk about that kind of invoking emotion point later on. Um, But really this idea that they are doing it to affect their emotional state, to affect what and how they are feeling. So what we first want to do with our client, the first step is understand what their emotional eating is about. And before we can even do this, you as the coach need to understand what emotional eating is about. And of course, it's about the emotion. So we often in these situations, somebody says, well, I'm, I'm emotional eating a lot, which is leading me to eat more than I you know, probably need to in a day, which is leading me to gain weight, so on and so forth. Um, and what happens is that people get stuck in feeling that the problem is the amount that they're eating, the problem is the foods that they're choosing to eat when they emotionally eat, when really the problem going on is the emotions that are leading there in the first place. So as the coach heading into any situation with emotional eating, I always want you to just give yourself that reminder that it is not about the food that they're eating. It is not about the amount of calories or the macros that are in those foods. It is about the emotion that lies underneath that habit, that action. So what we're going to do to kind of get things started with your client, if you suspect that your client is emotional eating, typically what's going to happen is your client's actually going to come to you and say, hey, I'm emotional eating. It's something that people are typically very aware that they do. With our understanding that this is about the emotions, we want to now help our client to understand the same thing. So we want to help them start to figure out what is leading them to emotionally eat. And this is as simple of a question as, hey, you know, what do you think is leading to those situations? What are the emotions that you're feeling when you go to emotionally eat? And again, typically this is stuff that your client's going to know. They're going to say, oh, when I've been at work all day and I'm exhausted and I'm overwhelmed from the day, I sit down and I emotionally eat. You want them to start to discover what is leading to their emotional eating, what emotions are leading them there. And then the second half of this question is what emotions are they trying to invoke or subdue do with their emotional eating? So for that example of you know eating because they've been super anxious about an exam that they have, we want to ask them, what are you hoping that the eating you're going to do is going to help with? What are you hoping that it's going to do? And this is where things start to get a little bit more fuzzy for your client because they've probably never thought about it before. They think, I'm feeling fear, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling stress, I'm going to turn to food. But they may not have actually considered, you know, what am I hoping that that food is going to do for me? So for some people, this might look like I'm hoping that it's going to make me feel better. It's going to reduce my anxiety. I'm hoping that it's going to, you know, kind of numb me out. I hope I'm going to get, you know, full and just want to go lie on the couch and not think about anything. There's all these different things that people are hoping to achieve 
out of emotional eating. So I would encourage you, if you're working through this with a client, make sure that you're writing all this stuff down. Write down any of the emotions that are leading them to emotionally eat and at the same time what they're hoping to achieve out of it. Now I will say as a little side note, if your client is in a position where they're saying, you know, I don't really know, I've never really thought about it, this is a perfect opportunity to turn to the ever powerful tool that if you guys are in any of my courses, you know I'm obsessed with, which is food journaling. Have them write down anytime they're feeling like emotional eating, what are they feeling and what are they hoping to gain through that emotional eating? And this is not for any way, shape or form to um, cause them to feel guilty, to feel ashamed, but really is just a practice to help them start to gain a little bit of clarity around what's actually going on. And I didn't mention that in the beginning, but I do always like to mention that when you're dealing with things like emotional eating, We never want to make our clients feel guilty for these habits. We never want to make them feel ashamed for doing this. It is normal. We all experience this and just this is a journey. This is a part of their journey that they're working on healing. It's a part of themselves that they're working on and that's amazing. So we just always want to make sure that we're going into this with a very open heart and open mind and and giving our clients that knowledge that really we are not judging them. There's no guilt for them doing this. Again, it's just a part of their journey that we want to help them overcome. So we want to, again... Turn to that, you know, help them figure out what this is. Write it down if they need to have the opportunity to actually physically go experience it during the week and write it down from there. That's totally okay. Whatever your client needs to get the clearest picture possible of what actually emotions, you know, emotionally is going on in these experiences is going to be best. We never want to do this kind of work off of assumptions or off of, well, I think this might be, we want them to make sure that they really know. Hello, my love. I'm interrupting the episode real quick to make sure that you've heard about our upcoming three-day online seminar. Starting on April 1st, we are going to be coming together for three days for an hour each day to talk about the mind-body approach and the role that it plays in a 2020 health industry. It is no surprise to any of us that the health world is completely different today than it even was five or 10 years ago. During the seminar, we're gonna be diving into what makes the health industry so different, why it's changed, and really why in the current world that we're living in, the mind-body approach is more important than ever. Why it is absolutely vital that you, as a wellness professional, know how to confidently incorporate mindset, holistic body work into your practice with your clients to truly help them transform in any way that they can and need to. Now, if you are a fellow health nerd like me, you are going to love this seminar. We're going to be diving into all things mind, body, wellness, wellness industry, health in general. And don't you worry, as always, I will be leaving you guys with a ton of resources and tools on how you can go out and start incorporating this super powerful work into your practice with your clients right now. I know a lot of people, they love the idea of working mindset into their programs, but they just don't know how. And that's exactly what I'm going to be giving you to walk away with from this seminar. Now, if you want to join, all you have to do is head to www.mindbodycoachingacademy.com forward slash seminar. Give us your email. It is completely free. All you have to do is give us your email and I promise we won't spam you. This is a seminar you're going to want to be a part of. Not only is the information valuable for you, but it's also going to be helping you to really see and then go ahead and share with your community and your audience why this mindset work, why the mind-body approach is as important as it is right now in our current situations that we find ourselves in. I am so excited for you to be there. I know you're going to love it. So I will see you guys on April 1st. And don't forget, go to www.mindbodycoachingacademy.com forward slash seminar, or as always, you can get the links down in the show notes. Let's go ahead and dive back into the episode.
once you've really been able to help your client discover, you know, what this emotion leading is about, right? What is causing it? What are they hoping to achieve from it? Next, we want to help them start to manage these emotions. And before we can do this, we want to help them see that food may not actually get, be giving them the result that they're hoping for. So again, this can be the time where the journaling really fits in, or this may just be something that your client might know. So in those moments when they're experiencing that anxiety, they go towards food, they emotionally eat, they're hoping to subdue their anxiety. Then you can ask them, you know, does it help? Does it help? Is there an outcome that you wanted from that behavior? Often people are going to say, no, it makes my anxiety worse. It adds guilt into the picture. It adds frustration into the picture. I feel, you know, mad at myself. There's going to be a lot more negative emotions that are going to come up from that emotional eating, which of course is not what we want our clients to be associating with eating, but also is not the desired outcome that they want. So our next step is helping our client to learn how they can better manage these emotions. And I will stress that this is what needs to happen first before we dive into, you know, different eating practices, portion management, whatever nonsense you want to give them. We really need to harness in on what this emotional eating is hoping to achieve for them and how they can better manage that. Because as they've been able to identify, the food may not actually be helping. Now, the one thing I will say, there are a percentage of people whose anxiety and fears and whatever might actually be due to the fact that they are hungry. So we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but that is always something to keep in mind that if they tend to emotionally eat at a certain time of day, it might be a really important thing to actually break down their daily eating habits and make sure that they're eating a meal before then, whether, you know, whereas instead if they ate breakfast at 8 8 a.m. and they're finding themselves emotionally eating at 4 p.m. when they haven't eaten since 8 a.m. breakfast, that could be a really good indicator that they're actually just hungry and that's actually what's causing a lot of these emotions in the first place. But to move forward from there, when we're talking about really managing these emotions, we want to help our client again look at that idea of what are they feeling, what are they hoping to achieve, and what can help them achieve that emotion without turning to food. So For example, with that anxiety, right? They're feeling a lot of anxiety. They want to reduce their anxiety. They've already found that food, you know, again, isn't the issue. They've eaten, they've had a good meal. They're not hungry. And um, emotional eating winds up just making them feel more anxious and, and horrible. So it's not the right outcome for them. So then we can look at it and really start to figure out what else can you be doing? I'm going to be honest, you guys, this takes a lot of trial and error. And if you're inside of my Mindset Coaching Incubator course, I give you all the resources on these sort of topics as far as, um, you know, options that you can give them and things you can try. But per each client, a lot of these different practices are going to be trial and error. But some common things for anxiety could be, you know, could you go outside and get some fresh air, go for a little bit of a walk? Could you just distract yourself for a little bit and go watch some TV, let your mind calm down? Could you go listen to music? Could you um, go take a nap? I know for me, years ago, this was a really big one for me. Often when my anxiety was really high and I was going to turn to emotional eating, I actually realized when I just went and then took a little power nap, I woke up feeling so much better. So starting to identify what other habits they can start building that's going to help them push through these emotions. Now, if it's things like stress, is there ways that they can be managing that stress? If it's that they're constantly, you know, they find themselves emotional eating after they get yelled at by their boss at work, right? Is there a conversation that can be had there about better ways that they can handle that situation that aren't them turning to food and emotional eating? So once we've helped them to kind of see how they can better manage these emotions, 
then this is where we can dig into the little bit more technical side of things with understanding their hunger cues and understanding, like I mentioned earlier, if the problem is that they're really hungry or if it is in fact that they're turning towards emotional eating. Because as I mentioned earlier, we always want to make sure that we're not telling our clients that eating is bad or eating in a little bit of excess is bad. We always want to encourage them to listen to their bodies, tune into what their bodies need. But often when anxiety and stress are getting in the way, it can be really difficult to know if you are actually hungry or not. So what I like to really teach is what's called intentional eating. And we're going to get there in just a second because that's kind of step number five. But to kind of Before I get ahead of myself, what we want to focus on is helping them to understand their own body's hunger cues. So to understand the difference in their body between when they are feeling actually hungry and when they are just feeling really emotional. And often they can be very blurry, but I do like to encourage you to help your client define this for themselves because unfortunately out in the interweb, you often see little infographics of this is what real hunger looks like and this is what you know emotional hunger looks like. And I'll be honest, I even put out some of this content before. Yes, there are certain points that you can look for, but in general, these hunger cues are very individual. Now, typically real hunger is going to come on slower than emotional hunger. Um, You're going to feel it more in your body as opposed to just like you can't stop thinking about food. Um, It's going to lead to like physical symptoms where you might feel your stomach is empty. You might hear your stomach growling, things like that, that the emotional eating cues or emotional hunger cues aren't going to give you. But Again, for each client, this might look a little bit different. So I would encourage them. Again, they might know these things, but if they don't, we'll help them start to figure out throughout the week, you know, when you are feeling actually hungry or when you feel hungry throughout the day, I want you to write down your symptoms, right? Write down what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, and they should be able to tell the difference between times that they were maybe bored and snacking, emotional eating, or times that they were genuinely hungry and they sat down to eat. So we want to kind of help them start to figure out for themselves what these different hunger cues look like so that they can know in the future when they are actually hungry versus when they might just be turning towards emotional eating for some other reason, which then would swing us back to, you know, step one and go through that working process again. Now, as I mentioned, kind of for our final step is to help your clients practice intentional eating. And I know that often I talk about intuitive eating, but this is different. It's intentional eating. And what I mean by intentional eating is helping your clients learn to eat with intention. You guys know I am all about food freedom, eating, you know, when your body needs it, when your body wants it, encouraging people to nourish their bodies and not restrict and all that kind of stuff. But I do still believe that there is a line that when you're eating, it should be intentional. And I know for me, I'm completely guilty of this, of, you know, when I'm not busy during the day, I'm constantly walking to the cupboard, walking to the fridge to just grab a snack. And that is a perfect example of not intentionally eating. So what this means is to really make sure that every eating opportunity that you're going into, you're doing it with intention. If you're out with girlfriends and you are, you know, having some snacks with your glass of wine, there is an intention there, right? You are sitting with friends, you're chit-chatting and you're snacking. If you are sitting down for a meal, the intention is that you're hungry, so you're going to eat. If you are, you know, hungry in the middle of the day and you need a snack or you just got home from the gym and you want to kind of refuel your body, there's intention there. But what happens is when we go for things like emotional eating, when we're feeling stressed, 
we lose that intention and the or the intention is negative right we're eating to hopefully you know subdue our emotions or we're eating to help us feel something and this is obviously not the intention that we want to have so we always want to help our clients start to see when they might have those negative intentions with their eating habits and start to see how they can shift them. Often, if there is negative intention for why you're eating, there's probably good reason for you to understand that there might be some emotional eating going on, and it might be a good time to go swing back and work through some of these processes of identifying that emotion, what you want, how can you manage it, and moving on from there. Now, the last thing that I wanted to bring up for you guys, which I mentioned earlier on, was this idea of eating to invoke emotions. Now, what this looks like is, instead of trying to subdue, we're actually trying to bring on emotion. Now this can be sometimes a positive thing, right? When we're eating for enjoyment, we're looking to bring on joyous things. We're eating that delicious piece of chocolate. It's going to invoke positive emotion. That is not emotional eating, okay? This is just eating for enjoyment, which is wonderful and beautiful and should be encouraged. Um, But the one negative side that can come out of this is when we are eating to try to invoke feelings of guilt or frustration or anger on ourselves. And I know for some of you, this might seem like, what the heck are you talking about? This dives much more into... um, disordered eating habits, but I did want to bring it up in this episode just to have it as something that's on your radar. If your client does say, well, I sometimes I emotionally eat because I want a reason to be frustrated with myself. I want a reason to be mad at myself. These are signs of further disordered eating. And I would highly encourage you to shoot me a DM if you have a client who's dealing with this and I can help you walk through that. In addition to continuing to stay tuned on the podcast, because I will happily do some episodes on that as well. So I just wanted to bring that up to Make sure that you guys have that in mind, but if you do experience somebody with this, basically the gist would be to, again, start to break through that emotion, really understand why they're feeling that, why they want to create that guilt for themselves or fear or anxiety, whatever it might be, and help them start to work through that from there. So that concludes today's episode. I hope that you guys enjoyed this and got some little bit of knowledge away. I am going to go ahead and re-walk through those couple of steps for you guys of how to feel prepared and how to handle a client who is struggling with emotional eating. So the first one is going to be for you, the coach, to understand what it's about, that it's not about their physical eating that they're doing. It's about the emotions that lie underneath. The second step is going to be helping your client really understand why they're emotional eating and emotionally eating and what it is that they're hoping to achieve by doing so. The third step is going to be helping them learn how to manage, break down those emotions and really see what else can they be doing in place of that emotional eating. Step number four is going to be helping them to independently and individually identify their hunger cues versus their emotional eating cues and really identify the difference. And the last one is going to be to help encourage intuitive, sorry, intentional eating. My tongue got nice and tied back there. Encourage intentional eating to make sure that they are going into their eating opportunities with intention and making sure that they're doing so for the right intention and that if there is ever a negative intention with their eating habits, that that's a really good sign to maybe take a step back, pause, and think about things for a few minutes before proceeding forward. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm wishing all of you guys so much health and happiness and just wellness in the next couple of weeks. Once again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, if you are struggling right now, please know that you are not alone. I am here for you. If you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Mind Body Coaching Academy. I love you all so, so much, and I will talk to you in the next episode. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Health Coaches Classroom. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a quick five-star rating and short review on what it is that you love about our show. If there was something in this episode that truly spoke to you, be sure to take a quick screenshot of you listening and post it over on your Instagram stories, tagging us at Health Coaches Classroom so that we can share what you took away from this episode with our community and with yours. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you in the next episode.